Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This is Richard Deitch, the host of the Sports Media Podcast with Richard Deitch. Multiple times a week, our podcast will get you interviews with the most notable names in sports media, from broadcasters to dealmakers to people doing great work behind the scenes. Here's Hubie Brown. Anytime that you win an award, it's not just because of the announcer and the analyst. It's always because of the production team. That's the Sports Media Podcast with Richard Deitch. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. Hey, here we go. It is a Thursday, and it feels like a Thursday. How about that, Al Dukes? How the hell are you? Oh, hi, Jerry. So you know how I have to, uh, like when we give away tickets and get a winner and that sort of thing, I have to take all of the uh, winner's information yes. down. I pass it on to the promotions department, and then they contact the person and uh, get them their tickets. Yes. Now, if I was the contest winner, just to be clear, I would not be thrilled with that process. Yeah. But I, I understand the process. I um, The only part I'm not thrilled with is uh, getting someone's birth date. But I think you have to do that for tax purposes. Something Tax like that. purposes? Yeah. I think because you're supposed to be 18 or older to win. Yeah, but I also think like uh, when a prize is a certain amount, I have no $500 idea. $500 or more. <clears throat> okay. I don't think we give away prizes like that. Mm, you don't know how much Steely Dan tickets cost then. But I took a winner today, and the guy, when I said, what is your address? He said, are you ready for this one? Okay. Blob well, gave me the number of whatever house number he is. Shades of Death Road. <laughs> I said, what? How could you even move there? Shades well, of Death Road? Shades of Death Road in New Jersey. Really? Yeah. And I, so what I said to him, I said, were you not concerned? <laughs> he said, I grew up in this house. Wow. And still live here. He said they have a very hard time keeping road signs because people keep stealing. I can see why. And then I, I said to the man, I said, I'm going to Google your address or your street name. Yeah. He said, oh, the, you're going to find a lot of stuff there. To which I did. There's a whole new Jer- weird New Jersey page dedicated to it. I can see why. I didn't fully read it. I plan on reading Did that, you see though. anything of interest? Uh, I didn't. I, no. It was, it was lengthy. So you I just like, wanted to make sure it was an accurate address. Yes. Yeah. And today when I'm meeting uh, my lunch, I'm going to read about Shades of Death Drive what, or I road. It was road. Shades of Death Road what in New town? Jersey. You didn't even get that part? I don't remember that part. 
Basking Ridge. It's not Basking Ridge. Matawan. <laughs> but Basking Ridge has uh, something in the weird New Jersey okay. uh, websites and books. They have a, a tree that's a haunted, gigantic tree in town. I feel like we've done that before. Yeah. yeah. Where um, the devil lives. So, you know, each of these towns <laughs> has their own things. All right. Fair enough. I wanted, I'm just curious. Do you think this makes it to the... 15 weirdest street names in the U.S. What do you think? Mm, shades. I do. You do? Yes, I do. All right. Shades of Death Road. Number one, Tupac Lane. Nah, come on. Number two, Frying Pan Road. Stupid. This can't be a street. This, that, and the other streets road. I like that one. Roast Meat Hill Road. Mm-hmm. That's stupid. That's Dumb. stupid. Chicken Dinner Road, whatever. Come I mean, on. That's an, that's an Idaho uh, Bad Root Road. Oh, I like this one. This one is in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Duh Drive. Duh. <laughs> mm, stupid. Any Howl Lane, stupid. Uh, no, it does not make it. I was asking him there about... There is a Penis Road. <laughs> penis Road? Yes. I would move there. <laughs> I was asking him about Halloween coming up. I said, oh, do you get a lot of trick-or-treaters? So right. He said people are afraid to come down that road. What's it called again? Shades of Death Road. New Jersey. Comes right up, Jerry. Weird New Jersey. You can Google that. I think there's even a Wikipedia page about it. Wait. The town is Weird New Jersey? No, no. Weird New Jersey is the website. Well, where the hell is this town? What town is this Well, just in? click on one of the articles. It'll tell you. All right. Well, I mean, you could have done that, too. I don't recall. <laughs> <laughs> I was so hung up on the street name. I get it. I understand. I didn't get the town. Shades of Death Road, sometimes referred to locally as just Shades. It's in Warren County. Warren County, yes. Yeah. So it's a big road. It's Wow, it's a seven-mile road. Yeah, it's lengthy. It goes through Liberty and Independence Township. Why would they name it that? Uh, like, even if Shades of Death happened there, why would you put that on a road name? I don't know. I'm t- there's another Shades of Death Road in Pennsylvania. Hmm. How about that? How about that? Some focus on the war. I'm just, I don't understand why. You're scanning. Uh, I'm, I'm just looking here. Oh, so they're saying highwaymen or other bandits would supposedly lay in wait for victims in the shadows of the street, then often cut their throats. All righty. <laughs> They'd wait for your car to break down there and then cut your throat? I don't That's know. my fear. In the 1920s and 1930s, there were three brutal murders along the road. One was a robbery in which a man was hit over the head with a tired jack over some gold coins he had, a second in which a woman, wow, beheaded her husband Alrighty. and buried the head and body in different sides of the street. And lastly, a local resident was shot and buried in a mud pile. That murder was never solved. So they were like, let's just rename the road Shades of Death. Wow. And then another one says they had an inordinate number of fatal car accidents on the Ooh. street. But it had to have a different name at one point, and then they changed it, legally changed know, it. Man. That is so that brutal. guy's that guy's driver's license says Shades of Death Road. Yeah. New Jersey. Yeah. He should go get himself a face tattoo. Shades of Death. <laughs> for his driver's license picture. Imagine like Amazon must be afraid to deliver there. Right? His um, mailman. I don't know that I want to drive on this block. I'm not going there. Yeah. No good. Shades of Death Road. How do you Road. buy a house on this road? I don't know. It's His claim weird. was that he had bought, he had uh, grew up in that house. That's terrible. Maybe it was a different name. Okay. All right, Jerry. Uh, I had a number of people send this to me. This okay. story it comes out of Davis, California, and it uh, deals with 
the Da Vinci Charter Academy High School in Davis. And this article comes via the San Francisco Chronicle. Okay. But through many alert Twitter and podcast listeners. The Chronicle says a high school girl brought in cookies that she had baked. Oh, I saw this story. And she baked into those cookies her grandmother's remains, ashes, her grandmother's and grandfather's ashes. Nine students were reportedly given the cookies. And students are now horrified. Yeah, you think? A girl, a uh, student said, uh, Andy, a student at the high school, says a girl offered him a cookie, quote, with her grandpa's ashes. Did she tell them that the ashes This fellow says the girl had whipped out an urn with those same ashes in class. She baked the cookies, but a second uh, student helped her distribute them. They're angry with the school, these students who ate these cookies. You think? Yeah. Ooh, these are really good. What's the main ingredient? My grandmother. One of the How boys do you even respond to that. One of the boys' father said that the school district seems to be a little bit more concerned about protecting themselves and protecting their students. Because yeah, they're worried about getting sued now yeah. for something they didn't do. Yeah. It doesn't appear anyone became ill. And they're not sure if anyone can be charged with this quote unconventional crime. Is it a crime though, or is it just disgusting and creepy? Well, I don't think you can put ashes into baked goods. That seems a like very poison. Good point. Yeah, that's a good point. What yeah. a crazy student that is. This is why you should never, um, unless you really know the person, eat baked goods. <laughs> Every once in a while, a, a, an older woman used to send baked goods here. Her name was Rosetta. I remember her. She was awesome. A grandmotherly type, and she would send baked goods to the radio station yeah to boomer in particular but for all of us yep. and, and and big box of different baked goods that she was baking cookies yeah, craig used cakes. to stuff his face non-stop as soon as it showed up and she used to um put sayings about jesus uh labels there were stickers right. on the the bags of cookies and things now we don't know her we never met her and you would think we don't know this woman maybe She's putting something in these. She could have been a kook. Could have been a kook. Yeah. But it's so hard to resist fresh-baked goods. That's right. the thing. Perhaps now you'll look at fresh-baked goods and think there's somebody's ashes in them. I still, right now, if there was some random listener sent fresh chocolate chip cookies, I bet I would eat one. That's that's interesting to me, since you have such amazing willpower with food. But I love a chocolate chip cookie. Well, you don't, you, and you don't know the listener? and you would Yeah. See, I would not. There, uh, no way would I. If it was a caller or a listener we had met mm-hmm. and we knew or conversed with a little bit, even on Twitter, okay, we met them at a softball game. At least you have some sort of. Who's that uh, who woman who tweets us a lot? Nicolette. You mean Nicole? Nicole. Yeah. Why do I think her name's Nicolette? I don't know. If she baked those cookies, we'd probably I, eat them. absolutely no problem. Would be nice if she baked us cookies. <laughs> I wouldn't kill her. Send them this way. <laughs> you know where we live. <laughs> You know where our home is here on Hudson Street. Just saying. But, yeah. You know, don't feel pressured. If chocolate chip cookies showed up for Jerry and I, <laughs> would we eat them? We would. Yes, 100%. Absolutely. But if they came from some random listener, mm-hmm. I'm not eating them. I'm not sorry. eating them. I'm not. Yeah. I don't know who it is. 
mean, you yeah. see the letters we get. Letters. Some guy wrote a letter telling Eddie he wants him to get inoperable liver cancer. Correct. He did so, not. No. He I'm did sorry. not care for Eddie rooting against the Yankees. Uh, wrote many uh, offensive things about Eddie's heritage. Or rooting against Eddie to live. And was rooting against death to Eddie. No, rooting for death. Oh, rooting Eddie. for inoperable. And I've never seen a letter like that. Liver cancer. Like, you want to tell me you have a legitimate shock jock. Right. I mean, Stern and back in the day, I'll leave it there because he was the end all be all. He was. At least in my time. Maybe I missed in the 70s, fine, but or in the 80s. I, but I didn't hear that. All right. But you want to go with Howard Stern, and he said some pretty crude things. You want to tell me someone thinks his viewpoint on life is so skewed that they would get so enraged to send something like that? That doesn't shock me. We're talking about a baseball game? Who cares? Right. The fact that so Eddie was excited that the Yankees got eliminated. Right. He had nothing to do with them being eliminated. He was just happy that the season ended. And this guy wrote a handwritten letter to Eddie uh, wishing him cancer. Death by inoperable liver cancer. Liver cancer. I mean, how low do you have to be to do that? Like that guy had to get out that paper, get out the pen, find our address. And think about it. Think about it. Put it on pen to paper. And he only had one cross off in it, so he really didn't even have to edit himself. I mean, the things he said, whatever. Crazy stuff. Yeah. We- so. Weird, wild stuff. Anyway. Let's keep it to food, Jerry. Let's do that. Well, let's see. the uh, Let's see. A collaboration by the Natural Resources Defense Council, Consumer Reports, and the Center for Food Safety tested antibiotics in fast food hamburgers. I don't even know what that means. All right. What do you well, mean you tested that, antibiotics? That means they tested the hamburgers yeah. to see if they had acceptable levels of antibiotics. Oh, oh, I got it. Okay. Only two burger places passed. I believe it. One I've never heard of, Burger BurgerFi. BurgerFi? Yeah. That's great. And the other one that passed Five with Five Guys and Fries. With an A rating, Shake Shack. Oh, cool. So everybody else heavy on the anti I actually read an article about Kids hitting puberty much younger, yeah, because of all the meat that they eat has high levels of antibiotics in them. Meat and milk, I think milk yeah. too, because they load these cows up with yeah, antibiotics. Probably. So interesting. So you're yeah. out. No more McDonald's for you. I have not had McDonald's in a long time. Actually, right, we'll no. Stop I, eating Wendy's. That's not true. I had not had McDonald's for probably ten years. Wow, that long, huh? And a couple weeks ago, um, we stopped off and and got sausage biscuits. Those good. Oh, terrific. Very good. Yes. How did you feel afterwards? Uh, not bad because I only had one. Okay. And I didn't have anything else with it. I remember we went canoeing once. Me, my dad, my brother, and probably four or five other dads and their sons. There were probably 20 of us. Canoeing. Yeah, to Delaware River, I think it was. And we stopped at McDonald's to get breakfast. Now, I was probably 13 or 14 at the time. And I was one of the younger ones, and my brother at the time was 11 or 12. And everybody else was probably 15 to 18, something like that. And I remember going in, and I remember my dad got me an Egg McMuffin. I got a hash brown. I got orange juice. Relatively normal Seems breakfast harmless. at McDonald's. I was blown away watching everybody else, including the dads and the other guys. Who is eating four and five McMuffins? Yeah. Who is having two Egg McMuffins, two sausage biscuits with cheese or egg? Who is having five hash browns? Yeah. I'm mean, like, my God, are you packing away a lot? Of... Now, I didn't think calories back then, because this is that's even 25, you know, 20-something years ago now. Was it longer than that? 
oh my God, that's 30 years ago. 30. So I wasn't aware of, we weren't counting calories, right. nothing like that. Could you imagine, though, eating that much? Yeah, I, uh, I will say, though, the one, I had one sausage biscuit, I was still hungry. Yeah, because we're used to eating. Well, you're not used to eating more, though. That's That surprises me. Yeah, it seems did like Did you get I, a hash brown? I did not. Oh, you got two of them. I had no hash browns. I no got hash. just one Pancakes and syrup. Biscuit. That's all I had was the sausage So you literally went into biscuit. McDonald's, got, let me guess, a black coffee and one, so, one, so that's one piece of sausage and a little biscuit. Yeah. And water. And it was only a dollar. So you had breakfast for a dollar. Dollar. So you and your girlfriend could literally go to McDonald's <laughs> and eat off the four, the dollar menu for four bucks. Yes. Oh, my God. Wow. That's right. Pretty impressive. Speaking of Wendy's, Jerry, there's a Wendy's in Gust- Wendy's. Gastonia, North Carolina. We should go. Do a podcast from Gastonia? Uh, I would do that. And a man named Jimmy Shu went in there and ordered two sandwiches, one for himself and one for his fiance. All but right. he stopped by himself to pick them up. When he ordered, they ask for your name, and then they call you by your name when your order is right. ready, and they have your name printed on the receipt. Right. His name is Jimmy. Shoe. Jimmy Shoe. Um, but the person taking his order put his name in as Chubby. And when the employee called out his order, they called out the order for Chubby. He said to them, that's not my name, but that is my order number. Everyone was laughing at me in the restaurant, and I got embarrassed. Jimmy Shu said he reached out to Wendy's to complain, but the particular restaurant he was in is a franchised and locally owned. But a spokesperson for Wendy's did tell Fox News that the situation had been handled and that the franchisee had apologized to Jimmy Shu or Jimmy Chubby Shu. Did he sue them for a million dollars? He did not sue them, surprisingly. Good for him. That's the, that's the end of the story? That's it. You actually found that important to read. Yes. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> I thought there Very was something important. more. No. Chubby. I just don't like that. They're going to have a chubby or something after no, that? No, I was just uh, not happy. Walk- now, did it say he was heavy or did it say that he had an erection in the story? No, I believe he was a little heavier. He was. All right. A little heavier than your average person. Got it. Then that's not right. Not, they it's not nice. him in Wendy's. Exactly. That's not right. And what do you think of this trend, Jerry? A new study shows that almost half, that's almost 50%, <laughs> of babies being born are happening outside of marriage. Uh, I believe that because the more people I meet that are unhappy in their marriage, yeah, I'm learning that marriage really sucks. <laughs> in 1970, only 10% of babies were born outside of marriage. Sure. Now over 40%. I believe that. How about that? I think there are people that are well, that are apprehensive to get married. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will say... yeah. And I do believe that I'm one of the lucky ones. Okay. Most people I meet yeah. hate their spouse <laughs> and feel trapped. Right. And there's nothing funny about that other than when I say it, it comes out and I laugh. Yeah. Because it's so sad. Right. But it is horribly true. Yes. That the bad days far are outweighing the good days. Right. So if you can have a child outside of wedlock. Wedlock. And... Share the responsibility. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably a better way to go for some people. That might be, for some people, a better way. 
for some people. Right. Yes, I have actually had. <laughs> Is this another not funny statement you're going to give us, Jerry? It's not funny. Not funny. Got it. I have actually had people tell me, turn to me and say, I effing hate him. <laughs> Meaning their husband. All right. <laughs> and vice versa. Then you get hold of the wife and she says, or the husband and he it's says, like, she is such a bitch. <laughs> we really get on each other's nerves as yes, couples. It's unreal. And then it's hard because you can tell, like you can feel the tension. Yeah. And it's, it's awful. I mean, it really is. That's why you want to surround yourself with good people that actually enjoy one another. The problem is it, you're finding it to be far and few between. It's difficult. It is difficult. You have to find someone that, like everyone eventually will annoy you. Find someone that will annoy you less than other people. Right. And avoid marriage until you're at least 49. 49 years old. And then you can maybe think about it at that point. Right. Because at that point, half your life's gone. Yes. You've probably done well to that point. Oh, Bobby's hat. Um, So, yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know, man. Marriage is weird. I don't know what else to say. Okay. Well, I think you've said it all, Jerry. (laughs) Marriage is very weird. You've laughed uh, hysterically (laughs) twice at things not funny. That's what we've learned today. <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> What's it's... not funny, Jerry? Let me give you a minute to collect yourself from laughing. <laughs> this does not sound funny no, at all. That's not at all. No. Sounds very Listen, serious. I know for a fact my wife has walked out of the room and said, he is such an a-hole. Right. You're sure of that? Oh, I'm sure of it. Mm-hmm. I've heard it <laughs> when I'm not supposed to hear it. Now, will you question that? Oh, you yeah. go, oh, I heard I'll that. Be, I'll be like, uh, really? That bad, huh? What right. do you think I think of you right now? <laughs> and I have a good marriage. Right. You said you're very lucky. <laughs> but, I mean, it's just, yeah, marriage is tough. It's tough. Very I would, tough. I advise everybody against college and against marriage. <laughs> so no college saves you some money. And marriage also very pricey. <laughs> marriage is very pricey. Those two items would save you a lot of cash. Be a business owner and uh, just have a great relationship. Okay. That's what I would say. That's words of wisdom from one Jerry Recco. Everybody will end up broke <laughs> and lonely. <laughs> broke and lonely, yes. <laughs> Living in Matawan. <laughs> Zip it. Eating sausage biscuits for a dollar. <laughs> Off the dollar menu. <laughs> yeah. Just one sausage biscuit, please. And a water. Oh, man. All right. Well, we finished with a bang here. All right, Jerry. Warm-up program is next. It was a good one. Have a great day, everybody. Good morning, campers. It's the Warm-Up Show with Alan Jerry. Brought to you by Newcastle Building Products, the only streak-free roof from Scotch Garden 3M. Use it on your roof already. All right, Thursday morning here on the Fanaroony. What is up, Al Dukes? Oh, hi, Jerry. Very busy night last night in sports. Big night in sports. Big night. The, uh, the Knicks got underway. Yeah, they won. They won. Everyone's sounding very surprised. Did you see the guy hit the $10,000 shot? I did. That was actually kind of cool. They came back from break, and Mike Breen was like, hey, we got some energy in the building as a fan. Hit a $10,000 half-court heave. He hit that before, I guess, the Knicks had uh, hit they any of their... They were doing nothing. They were doing nothing. Be- would you say that guy helped propel the Knicks? That's, I'll tell you what. That's a storyline because Frank Nielakina came out and then hit a three. Right. And the garden was alive. Would you say this, Jerry, because I was thinking this. Uh, David Fisdale had the Knicks ready to roll last night, Would and now that the Ryan Fitzpatrick situation is 
kind of fizzled out in don't Tampa. Call it, don't call it fizz magic. Is that where you were going? Would you call it fizz magic? <laughs> For one night, yeah. I would. Why can't we take that now? Because that was fun. With them winning and playing like that? Well, the whole Fitz magic thing was fun. Why don't we take it right. here? The Jeremy Lin three weeks was right. fun. That was great. The problem is I don't know how long it'll last. Fizz magic. Fizz magic might fizzle out quickly. Maybe. But their over under, I think, was 28. I like them for the over. Uh, 28 wins for the season? Yes. I think it was 27 and a half. Nick's in the over. All right. Now they got to go to Brooklyn tomorrow night. You'll be locked in on that, I'm I think sure. Fizz I, this is what I think, Jerry. Fizz Magic travels well locally. Fizz Magic? Yeah. So Sixers, Brooklyn, mm-hmm. New York, although the Maybe Sixers Bo- are better, so that's not going to work out Boston, well. probably. Oh, yeah, I'm sure Washington. that'll go swimmingly. Uh, I don't know about that. All right. You well, need, I believe in Fizz Magic. need to play Atlanta and Memphis a lot. Okay. How about the fact, this is amazing to me, Vince Carter starts on the Hawks? You had uh, uh, Jeremy Lin, Vince Carter. Yeah, but yeah, Vince Carter started. Starter. He's 41 years old. He was like a role player in Memphis. He's starting in Atlanta. I was, I don't know, I was surprised by that. You were stunned by that. I was. And there was no uh, Lynn Sanity last night. There was no Lynn Sanity. There was Boy, f- that was so short-lived. Uh, yes, it was. Carmelo ruined that. Just like he's ruined the Rockets already. And he ruined the Thunder last year. Yeah, I already see him in headlines about the Rockets. I'm like, boy, they, wherever this he guy says goes. It's mentally challenging to come off the bench. Well, he's it's a really start. not. Come off and make shots. Mentally, Jerry, he's a starter. Very different for him. He's really not that either anymore. Then I watched a lot of highlights of this Red Sox. I thought you were going to say hockey. No. Red Sox Astros. Yeah, how about that? Which looked very exciting. You know who stinks? Craig Kimbrell. Craig Kimbrell, you stink. But go ahead. So in the first inning. Altuve hits that what appears to be a home run. Yeah. And they look at the uh, instant replay. Joe West calls him out that Mookie Betts should have had the catch had it not been for fan interference. Right. But I watched that in super, I watched in super slow-mo, Jerry. Not just slow motion. Super slow motion. It looks like Mookie Betts closes his glove before the ball well, gets there. He's saying that the fan hit the glove. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think he mistimed the whole thing. Right. He closed the glove like a looked like a um like Pac-Man? lobster like a lobster claw. Now he says no, of course. Eddie. 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 Anyone? Eddie. Hello. Oh. No, that was the ball I could catch. I was I'm hundred percent positive I was I was gonna be able to catch that Hundred percent positive. No, you weren't. That was a home run. Then why don't we also do this? Move the fans back one row. <laughs> you could do that. I hate that. Like I do, too. I, do, I completely agree with you. And there's nothing wrong if you move them back, let's say, five feet. Right. Nothing changes except that crap doesn't happen. Just one. We really just need one row, however right. many feet that is. I agree with you. Because then at least if they're reaching for the baseball, it's 100% over the fence, and it's out of the reach. Now, the one thing about the bets thing, you see how high he jumped for He's it? very got up there. My God. And the throw he made to lead off the eighth inning to get Tony Kemp. The guy's really good, but I'm with you. I don't think he was catching that ball. And the fact that it's not even a double, he's out. Yes. Terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. terrible. Now, do you remember when the kid in Chicago, I forget his name, the guy in Chicago caught the ball and it was the whole Bartman thing? Yeah. Right? Steve Bartman was his Steve name. Steve Bartman. And you remember afterwards, the Cubs were furious. Yo, yeah. How about the fact, if I can find this real quick, Jose Altuve was asked about the fan. You think he'd go off on him? It was quite the opposite. I mean, what would you do as a fan? I would do the same. I'm trying to catch a ball. 
He was right. actually very nice to this fella. Right. So, so that's, it was all good, yeah. I agree with that. You want the ball. Catch the ball. Of course, he didn't catch the ball. Do you think people were mad at that thing? I do. I, I'll bet you they probably were. In that moment? Yeah. Probably so. When, when Joe West comes out and goes like this, that he's out at second base, even the announcers, was a, if it was a Brian Anderson or Ron Darling, I think, Anderson's like, well, no matter what happens here, it should go. Thank you. It should go by way of the Astros. They should have second and third at the very least. Then he comes out and calls them out and sends Correa back to first. Not don't good. You, don't you wish we had this in New York to discuss? Like Aaron Judge goes up be the for whole a ball. Show. It would be the whole show. Instead, it'll be a footnote. <laughs> a footnote in history. And then Ben Attendee, Jerry, a tremendous catch to end the game. Yes. Now, I was Base trying is to. Loaded. Bases loaded. Because Craig Kimbrell walked the bases loaded. Bases loaded, bottom of the ninth. Right. The Astros are down by two runs. 8-6. Two outs. A line drive that's sinking, Jerry. And Benatendi dives for it. Now, if he misses that. Game over for the Astros, probably. See, if I'm Benatendi. Yes. I'd have let that drop in front of me. Why? Because you risk. You You have a tie game then. He went for the win, and I love that. Right. That's you, get, what you, do. you get a tie game, but it's not your fault. The pitcher gave up a line drive hit. <laughs> no. If you dive for that ball and don't get it, no, no, no. that's on you. Three no. runs score. No, Al, that's what you do when you're competitive. You try and win the game. Because two outs, so everyone was running. Here's what I've learned about you, yes. which is fascinating. It doesn't matter if it's a 1 1 game in Little League. You don't want to be the guy that goes up to the plate representing the final out. Right. You don't want to be the guy that goes up to the plate to hit the ball with even a tie game. Well, maybe you could win it, I suppose, but you don't want to strike out in that spot. No. And you're the you're also the type of guy that, in a big spot, hit the ball over there. He His instincts had to take over to die yes, for that. Yes, that's what you do. You know that. Like when you play third base, which is why you're better at third base than anywhere else in the field. It's instinctive. Right. You don't think. You and your mind, dangerous combination. Yes. Athletically, anyway. I would have been out there going, if this is the ball's hit to me, what am I doing? See, you're wrong. That's the, I hate when people that do that. That line sinker. And Boomer does that all the time on the softball field. That's that's not how you play. You maybe play. At, maybe at age seven, that's how you play. Now, will you show your little leaguers what Ben Attendee did and say, no. this is a winner? I'm not showing him anything. Oh. No, but that's a winner. I would that's pro- a guy that had a had a 2-1 series lead, made a play, ended it, and probably ended the series. And now Chris Sale is not going to pitch. He's still recovering from his illness. Yeah, I think he had food poisoning or something, and he's still weak. Now so they David did, Price starts. They never said what he had, just a stomach issue. A stomach Yeah, he was in the hospital. Did you, you like he, the fact that the Brewers started a pitcher for one no, batter? I did I not. Mean, how ridiculous I did not that? care for that. <laughs> he comes That's in the face, stupid. Cody Bellinger. Good job, you're done. And now you'll start the next game. Do you think Chris Sale had clams or something? Like he probably had bad, bad clams. Moist I, clams. Bad moist clams. <laughs> See, that's why I don't eat fish like you eat. Well, if I was st- in the playoffs, I would eat just grilled chicken and and vegetables. But what about the rest of your life? So it's eat okay. clams. It's yeah. okay to have a stomach illness any other time. Well, this is part of you put the athlete in a bubble. Yes. So clams only in the off season. Clam up. <laughs> Clam there up. are certain foods that are not worth the risk. Clam foot. Well, what if he had bad salmon with salmonella? That that's one of those things. I've seen videos. You eat it every day, though. I know, but I've seen videos of like worms in salmon. Yeah, so disgusting. Like, not for the playoffs. Well, what if there were worms in the chicken? The chicken was raw. I've never seen that, Jerry. How do you know? 
worms and chicken? <laughs> Why not? I don't think I've ever seen that. I've seen people get tapeworms from eating salmon. Okay. Why don't you do me a favor? Eat some bad chicken. Let's see how you feel the next day. (laughs) It's not going to go well for you. I have cooked chicken where the the piece of chicken was thicker than I thought. And it's raw when you cut into it. And it's slightly raw. Not raw, but slightly. And I'm like, I'm not going to put this back in the oven. And I eat it. (laughs) And then for the next hour and a half, two hours, I'm like, because you're feel? a hypochondriac. Does my stomach hurt? More than just the another region, as you like to say. We yes. have to take a quick break. Quick break. Quick break. We'll come right back. Al's got one more big story, and then Boomer and Gio at the top of the fan. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry on the warm-up show. Brought to you by Newcastle Building Products and the only streak-free roof from Scotch Garden 3M. The superheroes of building products. All right, welcome back. Red Sox beat the Astros 8-6. Dodgers over the Brewers 5-2. Knicks beat the Hawks. The Nets lost in Detroit. The Rangers lost in overtime. And the Islanders lost to Anaheim. Go. Oh, hi, Jerry. Um, Al is getting uh, beaten on the back while, by Boomer right while now Gio, with a newspaper like a while, dog. While Gio is getting his makeup done this Good morning, dog. we were Good discussing dog. how tonight's Thursday night game, Broncos cards. Yeah, whatever. Not sexy. No. Not sexy, Not Al. at all. And Allie, not sexy, Al. And Allie, who does the makeup, says, well, what makes a game sexy? Good teams. Yeah, Gio Let's said, uh, the Patriots, Chiefs, sexy. Yes. I'm about- sick of not sexy games on Thursday night. Sick of it. Absolutely. You weren't weren't into Giants-Eagles last week. Before we get started, I just want to say on behalf of every single Met fan out there, this is the Rico Bronya Podcast. On behalf of all of the people that were at Chase Stadium on that October night, on behalf of every Met fan that's watched this man pitch, let me just tell Adam Wainwright, can you go f*** yourself? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Well, you weren't kidding. You were. You came in hot. Subscribe and listen to the Rico Bronya podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast.